Hello everybody and welcome to This Game Where with me, Ashley, and me, Chris. Hello everyone. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm pretty alright, actually. Thank you. I've been uh, I've been getting stuck into the game that we're going to be doing today for right. reasons that will become clear. In fact, you know what the reasons because you know what the game is this week, don't you? Hang on. You've been playing it prior to the episode? Yes, which you know full well. We don't do that. That's not cool. It's not kosher. Oh, shush. Oh, my. Yeah, you know what the game is, but we've got to go through the... Uh, we've got to go through the yeah. rigmarole that we usually do just to keep things on an even keel. Keep things... We've got the format point. We've got to stick to it. Keep things on the format. So, kicking well, straight into it, then. That's the only format point we've got, isn't it? Beyond, I suppose, first half, second half. But, you know, something... Yeah, getting. and the fact that, I suppose... It's me and it's you, and we don't have random yeah. strangers take our place. That's part of the format, I guess. It's quite a lot, really, when you think about it. Yeah. This week, then, it's this game where you become a movie mogul at the dawn of the industry with the humble aim of micromanaging your way to becoming the greatest film studio of all time. Is it the movies? Yeah, it is. <laughs> By Lionhead Studios. I'm so surprised you got it, Chris. Well done. It's almost like you got me to get the game set up prior to recording this. Yeah, and make sure it works and everything two weeks ahead of time. I was going to play along and pretend I didn't know. Yeah, I was, I was going to keep at the pretends. I just don't want to be dishonest with the listeners. Fair enough. I don't care. Mm. Do you know anything about the movies? All right. So when you said to me about it being the movies, I had heard of the game, but I vaguely remember seeing it... An, an article previewing the game back in like 98 or something in computer and video games magazine and i don't remember anything else about the game beyond that i don't remember the game coming out i couldn't tell you anything about it i just remember this preview article about here's a game coming out where you'll be able to manage a movie lot and i thought that sounds good and then i didn't hear anything else about the game at all up until you mentioned it two weeks ago. It came out in November 2005, and it was oh, put crikey. out by Lionhead Studios. I know, yeah. It's quite easy for me to take, because I went to university the year after that, so there was a cut-off point. I have several cut-off points in my life that make it easier to chart what was going on at the time. Uh, this came out in November 2005 on the PC. It was put out by Lionhead Studios, which people will presumably know from the likes of Fable, uh, the Fable series, mm-hmm. uh, Black and White, Black and White 2. Populous? Uh, well, Populous was Bullfrog. But the link between the two is Peter Molyneux, Mm, who was the head of, yeah, he was the head of both Bullfrog and Lionhead Studios, founder for both of them. Lionhead Studios, I think I played everything that Lionhead put out. I'll double check that, but I'm pretty sure that uh, I've played everything that Lionhead created. I played the pants off this because I loved the movies. In a nutshell, then, the game is a management sim or a man sim, as we coined yeah. Early on in the show. It's an intro well, I think it's an interesting management sim because it gets quite granular. The game sees the player hiring actors and directors, uh, screenwriters and extras, building stages and sets as well, and then sort of bringing it all together, putting it all together to try and make like the next big blockbuster. Mm-hmm. That's always your aim from the very beginning of the game to the very end of the game. If there is an end, I've never reached the end if there is one. But from the very beginning of the game, that's your aim. You're always trying to make the best films you can possibly make. Does this start off in like the 1930s, like when film started? It starts off earlier than that. So you, you your studio exists with in a world that loosely follows the 20th century. Right. So the history of the 20th century crops up as sort of background uh, stuff. And actually the events that unfold throughout the 20th century, they dictate the public's taste for certain genres of film. So during the war, there is a peak 
of uh, interest in romance films because people right. are missing their partners, I guess, and a peak in action films. So people become more interested in both of those genres. Did that they they happen? become less interested in horror. You mean in real life? Yeah. I wish I knew the answer to that, but I would imagine actually that people would prefer, in times of, in, in harrowing times, I would imagine that people would maybe gravitate towards comedy. Mm. And you said the game has no end. At what point have, what year have you played up to? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. It's certainly when I've been playing it lately, I've got up to around the 1970s, I think. I'll double check that when we actually play because I've got the save file still. So I've played, you play from, I think it possibly is 1900. You play all the way through the 20th century and I imagine that the game would let you go on and on and on and on. But I think more so I was sort of getting to a certain point in the offings and then starting a new game to try and do better than I'd done at that point and just kept going through that process. Is it just Mansim or do you get to actually make the films as well? So that's a good question. I keep saying that, don't I? Because you're full of them. It's it, This feels more like an interview than it's felt like for a long time. The game has, I, I think I've touched on it already. I think I said that this is actually quite a granular management simulation and the reason that i say that is because you can put your you can get quite deep into certain things and one of those things is making the films you hire all of the different people that are involved in a film so you hire the actors you hire the directors you hire the screenwriters you hire the crew uh, the extras even anybody that's to do with lot maintenance so making sure that the sets look look good and uh, building the sets you you hire all of those people and then a bulk of the job is managing all those people the janitors the people that make maintain the lot and the builders the people that help maintain the lot as well they're sort of on autopilot for the most part and they mm-hmm. keep themselves themselves and they deal with everything for themselves the actors and the directors though as is supposedly true to life are a bit more prissy and they need a little bit more direction a little bit more handling and if you do that right then they become better at their job they make better films they become bigger stars if you do that wrong then they become addicted to alcohol and they act up on set and they'll storm off set and they'll go to the bar or something like that in terms of so that's one that's one layer of that's one way it sort of deepens so you can sort of act soup on the surface and not worry too much about how the actors and directors are behaving and just sort of keep them bubbling along as best you can or you can really micromanage and literally pick them up and move them from place to place when when they're needed put them in rehab exactly the moment that they need to go to rehab and so on another aspect of it is the fact that you can actually go into you you can instead of using your screenwriters so the screenwriters you would draw you would pick up you would place in the script writing office Mm-hmm. You maybe have two or three people working on a script at a time. Instead of doing that, you can actually write your own scripts, All right. which is slightly more mechanical than that sounds because you, you go into a custom script writing office and you have a certain set of preset, fully blocked out scenes that you can then transplant into different sets. Uh, okay. So you might have two characters interacting in an argumentative fashion that you can then place in a Wild West saloon or into the bridge of a starship or into a war-torn street or something like that and i'm guessing depending on how well that suits the film that that will then lead to the film's success or uh, whatever the opposite of success is failure mm. um so if you <laughs> if you put in a if you put so that was a, a complete uh, mind blank there so if you put in like a, an argument scene in a film that wouldn't suit it that that would then have a negative effect on how the audience responds to the film so this is uh something that i was going to talk about because actually when i played this game way back when and actually even when i've played it recently to prepare for this i have left that custom script writing office alone Mm. because when i when i jumped into it in 2005 it was just a bit more than i was wanting from the game a bit too much 
to get to grips with so i went back to the slightly more superficial surface of the management i was interested in babying along my art my actors and my directors and making sure that they were making the automated versions of those films as best as they possibly could mm. i what i wasn't interested in was jumping in and micromanaging the actual creation of those scripts when you first started describing that i had the same reaction as well that that would be how i would want to play the game i'm not interested in writing scripts and then micromanaging no. how those are then transposed into the film itself i just want to manage the actual film lot itself it, it sounds like that side of it you, you mentioned the fact that actors can get addicted to alcohol and they have to go to rehab that even that sounds a lot deeper than i thought it was going to be right okay that's interesting we will come back to that in a moment but we both profess that actually the interest for us would be the management side of it which is i think par for the course for both of us we're we're definitely of that cloth we're cut from that cloth rather than the the creativity Uh, which is a a reason I don't play Minecraft yeah (laughs) I have different outlets for my creativity they don't come out in the games that I play necessarily however what this game garnered high praise for was the creativity side have you ever heard of machinima no not at all so machinima is a type of filmmaking there's actually when nvidia were releasing their new graphics cards the 30 the 70 80 and 90 they actually put together in in their sort of announcement for it they put together a section on wholly on machinima that's how sort of important it is to people Uh, machinima is animated filmmaking using game engines okay so if you've ever seen red versus blue no or any no you haven't in red versus blue so red versus blue is a, is a version of machinima uh which takes place in the halo universe and they they've taken two master chiefs one is colored red and one is colored blue and they interact and it's a big old comedy sketch show which is actually pretty good and i think you'd probably find it quite funny sounds dreadful well i thought you might say that but actually i think certainly the caveat is i haven't seen it for probably more than 10 years uh it might have gone down the toilet it might have turned into something wholly distasteful that i wouldn't recommend but based on what i experienced yeah exactly but based on what i experienced a while ago uh it was pretty good so uh yeah check it out let me know if it's not anymore if it still is i hope it is i really hope it is that's a version of machinima this game basically the creativity side of it is a little machinima machine it is a tool for people to make films and that is what they did. Lion had actually had a dedicated website. It was predictably called the Movies Online, where right. people could create films and then upload films for other people to stream. Okay. And that happened a year before YouTube. Right. Which is interesting in and of itself. Is it still online? It was taken down. Uh, when? Uh, I think somewhere around 2015, but I could have the oh, timing so on that wrong. It lasted well then. It did Ten last years. some time. It might have been. It might have been earlier than that. The reason that I think it might have been earlier than that is because of the I've seen bandied around an apoc- a potentially apocryphal story of why it got taken down. In so much as Lionhead forgot to pay the subscription and bad actors got hold of the the website and used it for their own ends. The the game actually has links out to the movies online. So if you were playing the movies online, you clicked one of the links then it would take you to that website presumably if you click on the links now it will take you to the website and either the website won't be there or or whatever these bad actors uh, uh did will will be what you're presented with and I, that is vague because i didn't feel the need to check what they did uh so it could you know if you want to take a if you want to take a punt while we're playing by all means do for for the sake of your browser history you decide to steer clear of them precisely yeah the film creation tool 
was used for a great many things. People were recreating films. I had a cursory glance. I did look it up when we when I was playing way back in 2005, way back in 2005. People were using it to recreate films. So there was versions of classics like The Terminator and Robocop and things like that. Classics Slightly like The Terminator Ro- and Robocop. <laughs> Yeah, what's wrong with those two films? They're very, they're very classic. <laughs> when you say classic film, I was sort of, you know, Gone with the Wind or something. <sighs> Trust you to go for the racist, Ca- racist story. Oh no, Robocop. Robocop's not racist. <laughs> it's a good film, it just wasn't. It's a very good that, film. That wasn't the direction I was expecting you, you to go in. As a child of the 90s, I think Robocop feels more classic than uh, even Casablanca. So, I only watched it for you the know, first time about four, five years ago, Robocop. What, Casablanca? Oh, right, Robocop. That Casablanca is a shame for you. Casablanca was probably about six or seven, so even that's relatively recently. But Yeah, yeah. I've always loved films, and that's one of the reasons that this game appealed to me mm. so much. It was one of the reasons, emphasis on one of, because the other reason was the fact that it was Lionhead Studios, and I just really enjoyed everything that they put out prior to this game and including this game it continued the run coming back to it though to what i was going to say the creator was used for all sorts of things so on a on a on a basic level it was used to create recreate classics like terminator and robocop i'm sticking with it Fair. it was also though used notably by people to make political films so in 2005 there was uh, yeah exactly i chris has just pulled a face that was like what mm, piqued his interest in that no. So one that garnered quite a lot of publicity and, and interest from outside of just the game realm was a film called The French Democracy, which was created by a man or I think, well, a young man called Alex Chan. Uh, he was he lived in France. And at the time, there were some there were riots going on in France. The, the riots were the riots started because of police brutality or police or police miss police misbehavior. I don't know how best to say it. Basically, the police chased some teens chased two i think it was two young teens into a situation where they took refuge next to a power station and were electrocuted that got people riled and civil unrest followed alex chan made this film in the movies called the french democracy it took him four days of production and editing to make it was 13 minutes long which is quite long for a film made in the movies and as i say it sort of gained quite a lot of publicity quite a lot of attention i've got that ready for you to watch during the Mm. during the break which which is going to be a treat you can also if you so wish you can also check sort of youtube youtube has a number of films that people have made and uploaded in in the last 10 or so years lots of recreations of classics like terminator and robocop yeah, so that, I, I thought that was noteworthy. I had this image of the movie creator side of it being similar to... There was a Simpsons game I played around a friend's house where you had to create your own cartoons. Yeah, and Simpsons Cartoon Creation Studio. Yeah, I mean, I, I said all those words not in the right in the right order, didn't I? It's a game where... I don't know. It's, it's about the Simpsons. You had to create a cartoon. It was a studio-based thing. I can't quite remember <laughs> what the name was. Anyway... And I remember having a great time making stupid little cartoons that were about 10 seconds long in that. And it took me ages to make cartoons that were 10 seconds because of how intricate it was. So from what you said about this, I had this image of the movie creation side of it being as in-depth as the Simpsons cartoon creation studio, whatever the game was called. From the sounds of it, it sounds like it's more in-depth than that, which is unsurprising. And that was what was turning me off a bit because that was about my limit was creating these 10 second shorts i played the simpsons cartoon creation studio as well at a at a, a friend's house my next door neighbor in fact the one that i maligned his tastes right but that was one of the the goodies and i really enjoyed playing that mm. and this yeah, I did as well. uh, this this system the systems in this are 
much more robust than that and result in much better output, much better films, I guess. Can we just loop back because it's been niggling at me? I said I read about this in a magazine preview in about 98 or 99. You said it came out in 2005. Had it been announced in 98 or 99 or was I misremembering that? I think it's. I think you were misremembering it. I think it was more around 2002 because it, it production started, development started in 2002. So oh, okay. it was probably it was probably after 98, if I'm honest. Uh, right. I know that the, the idea originated with Peter Molnier. But there isn't really, as far as I could find anyway, there wasn't really much, there isn't really much documentation of the ins and outs of this game. I think one of the reasons that there isn't much knocking around is because this game was considered, unfortunately, a commercial failure because so few copies were sold. It rated, it was reviewed really, really well for the most part. And people have very fond memories of it when they when they look back on it. It's also, for reasons that I've already explained, or for reasons that I already touched on, it's also regarded as quite forward-thinking, mm-hmm. not least of which because it, it was like a little proto-YouTube ecosystem. Was that maybe to its detriment then because it was doing lots of things people were maybe turned off by that people wanted just a man sim or they wanted the creation side of it and didn't want them both together perhaps. yeah so i was reading up about a different people's views on why that might be why it might have failed and that is exactly what somebody on a it was it was a random person on a forum but i didn't note that that was a very pertinent potentially pertinent point and it's one that you just made as well voiced it as it seemed like a creation tool with a game tacked on Mm. I think that is their their point of view slightly colouring the situation because I would say it's a game with a creation tool attached. Interesting. And I think that's an interesting little dichotomy anyway because we are seeing it through our own lenses and if you are of the if you are of the crea- creativity bent then you're going to see it from one side and if you're the management angle you're going to see it from that that side. But that is potentially the problem, as you say, because there is no gelling the two together or there wasn't. And if maybe they'd found a way to do that, they would have they would have raked in. With it being a bit of a critical success, but commercial failure, then where exactly does this fit in Lionhead's oeuvre, if I pronounced that word correctly? Or was this more towards the end of Lionhead's run? Yeah, so Fable came out on the on the original Xbox, but then Fable 2, I think, was released on the Xbox 360, which came out in 2005. So Fable 2 came out after this, and Lionhead did keep going. I, I don't know if you know what actually happened with Lionhead. Lionhead got bought by Microsoft, and basically Microsoft sort of ran them into the that again that's my point of view coloring <laughs> coloring the situation but microsoft ran them into the ground they sort of hampered them in in ways that that meant that they weren't able to achieve the things that they wanted to achieve that for example they made them make connect game out of the fable series when what people were wanting was a, a solid fable entry and they ended up making this on rails fable fable game that people didn't really enjoy uh, for the most part so it was a bit of a sorry end to lionhead itself however what sprung out of lionhead something particularly of interest to you and and to me to be honest was mark webley um who worked for bullfrog and went on to work for lionhead uh, and actually might have got this wrong so i might have to cut this but i'm sure he was involved in the founding of lionhead alongside peter molly and mark webley mark webley then went on to create two point studios and put out two point hospital 
I thought I recognised that name from that. Actually, that is something that gives me a little bit, like a little grain of hope, because mm. they have made Two Point Hospital based on the, and marketed it as a spiritual successor to Theme Hospital. They've got this new um, announcement, which is Two Point Campus, which mm. looks marvellous, the yeah. little that I've seen from the leak. And I'm kind of hoping that the third in the Two Point series might be Two Point Hollywood or something like that. Mm. That would be great. And, and to see the systems that were burgeoning here that maybe they didn't get quite right to to create a commercial success to see them harnessed and and made into something that will sell now and sell well and that that will also give me my little the movies fix because um playing it over the last few weeks has been great and i've had too many late nights like far too many the movies fueled late nights hannah the other day it, i think it was the first time i started playing it and i just got it working because it was a bit of a pain in the backside to get set up hannah said oh i'm going to bed are you going to be long and i said no i'm just going to finish making this one film and then i'll be up and three and then 58 later. films later oh <laughs> i was i was crawling into bed having uh having mastered the movie's equivalent of the oscars i <laughs> swept the board it was a brilliant and what? sad and harrowing affair <laughs> what a victory <laughs> yeah exactly no, i only asked about lionhead because i don't think i've ever actually played a lionhead game so i'm i'm aware of their games i know fable but i just didn't, didn't know about the chronology of them yeah okay uh black and white black and white 2 i think both previous to this fable previous to this fable 2 3 and everything else after so this is like this is basically what we were waiting on after black and white so okay. black and white happened and then it was like you were expecting something similar and then they came out of this and it was like whoa that's uh, a very welcome surprise i'm i'm quite happy to see that that's going out because it's so up my alley and half an hour in i've realized i've not really probed particularly deeply into your personal history but you said you played it before going to university do you have any particular memories of it i remember exactly having exactly the same experience then as i have had with it now wherein you sit down thinking oh i'll just play for an hour and then you play for five or six or or seven or 12 or maybe uh, when i was a bit younger 24 hour just just making films plodding really? through the 20th century not so 24 think, hours really i was I just don't messing think i've ever played a game for 12 hours straight i don't know i i know that i lost hours to this game and to many others final fantasy is a 12 hour game for me like i could sit down and probably did sit down on a saturday morning and start playing and then forget to stop blimey no so, you know, squint at the, the window and think, oh, I should get some vitamin D. Just close the windows and then yeah. you don't need to worry about time. Fresh air you don't want time intruding on, on living a, fu <laughs> a, a fulfilling life, do you? No, absolutely not. No. There are a couple of things that I was going to touch on, but I think they can wait till the second half. So, uh, and after you've experienced the game, they'll they'll fit into there. So I think now is as good a time as any to get stuck into the inner workings of Hollywood lights camera action oh my god how do you come up with these on such short notice it's terrible I imagine, Chris, that you've got frames flickering before your eyes right now, haven't you? Film footage just going and going and going. Yeah, the only problem is because we played in the 1920s, it's black and white and flickery. It's got those horrible vertical lines over it. But yes, I have. The movies is fantastic. Uh, to be quite yes. honest, uh, you should stop listening and just go, 
so listen to us talking just go and download it go and get it yeah if you can find it they you won't be able to download it unfortunately and it isn't in print it used to be available on steam but they pulled it and i think um, i don't know if i explained on mike but there was an issue potentially i did explain on mike the the fact that they no longer have the website and the fact that the website was hard-coded into the game meant that when the website came down they pulled the game from a lot of places well from everywhere in fact so it's no longer available for download and your best bet the only bet in fact is to find it secondhand somewhere anywhere and because it didn't sell terribly well there aren't all that many copies Mm. around but then i don't know what the demand is for for it in that case you're gonna have to just stick with us and listen to us rave about it apologies potentially yeah i i would say if you have any interest in this game you should definitely see if you can pick up a a copy because i think it's well worth it and i think chris uh, is a convert as well yeah as someone who played a lot of man sims back in the day and hasn't really touched the genre for probably about 15 years uh, this is one of the best ones I've ever played. I would categorically say that already straight up at the top of the second half. I've dipped in a few times over the last few years. Two Point Hospital is a game I think is absolutely fantastic. Um, I tried Rollercoaster Tycoon 3 when that was free on the Epic Games Store and that is very very good but I found that quite overwhelming. With the movies I started off playing through the career mode and the way tutorial was structured it was very gradual. Within that time, the point I'm getting at is within that, that time I got to the point where I was very fluent with what the game wants me to, to do and I had several movies at different states of being made on the go simultaneously which going back to when I first started playing I was very trepidatious and didn't really understand what was going on and I became so fluent with it so quickly because it is so intuitive and easy to play and handle and the depth to it as well I mean I know I throw lots of points at you to develop further the depth of it as well is, is great it really is great that I think is one of the things that I like about Lionhead games anyway they are very polished and one of the things that I really polish up is the the user interface and in the movies that that translates into this situation where when you place a utility building for example when you place the script office where you write your scripts if you hover over the building it actually turns into the buttons so the menus are integrated into the graphical Mm. the menu buttons are integrated into the buildings themselves as opposed to being some pop-up or pop-out on the left-hand side or something like that and i think that really helps in terms of passing the game and Mm. understanding the game and understanding also the the usefulness of particular buildings i think as well it as you said it streamlines it because you've not got menus that are unnecessary If, if you're trying to shoot a horror film for example and there's a menu for uh, I don't know placing an actor in makeup that would have no reason to be there but it's if you're over the the horror film set the only options available would be those that are relevant to the horror film set and I think as well I think you maybe intimated this as well I think that also made it it brought the game play and the menu together really well because it then created the sense of it actually being a living breathing film set because of course the, the script room for example which is where all the scripts of different films are being written of course the options to those would be available there because that's where they happen mm. yeah i think that's a reasonable observation to make in that regard yeah I, and i agree so you've knocked on to the fact that it's quite streamlined in terms of the that opener and you you played through the tutorial aspect of it didn't you and, and even then you were getting beyond the tutorial and, and sort of managing it for yourself and yeah. and being very capable and competent at it. it you have basically seen the core mechanics of the game in play and they then just become more 
and that's part of where the challenge lies um the actual making of the films the writing of the writing of them the casting of them the um the shooting and release they repeat throughout the game there are things that we didn't get to see so later on you will find that instead of simply releasing a film once it's finished shooting you can actually publicize the film mm-hmm. so you you will build a publicity office or several depending on how proficient you want your publicity to be and you will give access to the film to the press maybe you'll also put the director into a press office and uh, the fir- and the two leads into a press office so you've got this publicity machine that's cranking up the uh, anticipation from for the public for your film and at the point where you can no longer push that film any lo- any further into the public consciousness you will release the film but instead of for you releasing the film simply was putting the film into the area of the building yeah. that said release well that then transmutes into a slightly ever so slightly very marginally more complicated version of that whereby you've got different levels of marketing and there so there are five different levels of marketing so no marketing or very little marketing and, a, and an abundance of marketing and you try and match up the amount of publicity you've done how well that has impacted the public you try and match that up to the amount of marketing push you make and if you do that then that can marry up to make the film more successful than it maybe would have been so instead of it being a three-star film you might end up being a three and a half or a four-star film and you make a lot more money from it realistically is what film studios do anyway with yeah you know, it getting is. stars to you mentioned press junkets there them sat in a hotel room and just with a revolving door of journalists coming in chat shows magazines everything it's all part of this big machine that we all seem to swallow and, and that sounds like that's what the movies ends up doing which it is really fantastic. is I, absolutely and i like the way that this early part of the game has sort of captured something of the early cinema industry or the early film industry in that there was a lot of churn there was a lot of pushing things out and and getting a lot of there was a lot of quantity and and frankly actually in the 1920s there was also a lot of quality to go with it but big filmmakers were at this point still making a great many films you were you were seeing other people slow down so people like charlie chaplin they weren't necessarily making three films a year but other people still were and they were still quite successful but this is a transition period for for cinema whereby they they start moving towards longer features mm-hmm. and away from shorter shorter things that that sort of started in the 1910s and, and carried on to the 1920s and 30s and you see that in the film you see that in the game as well because films at the beginning of the game you can crank out five or 10 films before the first award season which is about five years into into the game and it's really just about putting your stars through the ringer and get getting as many out as possible to try and up your credibility in the game's world and also improve their star rating so that they get better as well and more fluent at becoming filmmakers themselves yeah exactly also to get them more practice as well so practical sort of getting down to it which will then make their future films better as the game progresses it it moves to a slower version of that it the pace drops and they're you're making less films but the quality has to be there because that's what people expect sort of the 50s onwards in the bit we played tonight as well you could also watch the films which i thought was fantastic i really enjoyed my first film especially the fact that 
this was the, the the fruit of my labors and I sat and watched this film which as you said wasn't very good I'm guessing that continues that you end up being able to when you get to the 70s or whatever that you can still watch those films and they are a lot better yeah it depends what you mean by better because obviously everything's being created algorithmically I go I guess it, um mm. some kind of rudimentary algorithm is deciding how to put together these films that does bring me to though to the fact that there is a that custom script office which I had a little dalliance with it this evening and you can you do have actually quite a a reasonable amount of control over how you put the scripts together and what you choose in terms of actions and you can string various actions together uh, one after another to create coherent actual narratives in any one scene so if you were to do that you would then be able to watch back your film the film that you've made and and maybe find something more coherent and more high quality at the same time, you will have noticed the fact that the film started in black and white, that they you, you mentioned that they were very grainy and very low quality film stock. When you get to the nineteen fifties and nineteen sixties, again, something that you won't have touched on, you can actually research new film technologies and those film technologies feed into your films being less grainy, being steadier footage, being colour footage, being higher quality colour footage, and so on and so forth. And I just really enjoyed seeing that progress being mm-hmm. made as you as you work through the game as well. The sound quality and the fact that there would be sound the 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 characters would talk in sort of a semi sims-esque style you know like that sim yeah is it called simish i can't remember simlish i think yeah so they've got their own version of that another thing linked to that that we both commented on tonight was the music so when the game was first loaded i said about how the music reminded me a lot of grim fandango which is intentional on the part of grim fandango because the music in that is designed to evoke that humphrey bogart-esque era of films which is obviously what the movie started off and then you said the music changes alongside that as well as you progress yeah there's a correction to be made on that actually because i said it i thought it started at the beginning of the 1900s and actually it starts in the 1920s so we're missing 20 years at the the beginning of the of the century but yeah you're right and you said that you liked the music the fact Mm. that the music seemed quite high quality and there is a reason behind that have you heard of daniel pemberton no should I have done? I think you might have done so, possibly, or you'll know. You'll certainly know his work. Daniel Pemberton has worked with Danny Boyle a couple of times. He worked on, on the Steve Jobs film that Danny Boyle made. Okay. And he also worked on Yesterday, which is the Beatles film, oh, which I'm right. sure you've seen, yes. given your propensity for the Beatles. He was the composer for those films, as well as The Trial of the Chicago 7, which was a big thing on Netflix last year. He worked on Peep Show for the entirety of its right. uh, run. He was the composer for Peep Show. Black Mirror, Dirk Gently. He was the composer on Little Big Planet 1 and 2 and Nights and Bikes. Wow, that's that's quite a pedigree there of a good range across film and TV, but a, a good quality across film and TV. Yeah, I've saved and, the and, best and game, to last sorry. as far as I'm concerned, because he also was lead composer, I think, I think he was lead composer on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And the soundtrack for that is amazing. Oh, everything about that film is amazing. It was on, my daughter got really obsessed with that film uh, about 18 months ago. And it was on Channel 4 last weekend. Mm. And she decided she wanted to watch it again, probably about for the fifth, maybe sixth time. Mm. And I was, I was quite happy with that because I quite fancied having it on as well. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. She she was counting down. Yeah, it was on at 20 past five, got to five o'clock. How long left now? 20 minutes, five minutes later. <laughs> How long left now? 15 minutes, you know. 
calm down although to be fair to her it is it's brilliant that film is yeah and one of the reasons one of the things that gives it his character is the music and yeah. uh, the person responsible for that is daniel pemberton and in 2005 daniel pemberton was making the music for this game that's the movies. incredible that, so, that's genuinely yeah. incredible yeah i thought so too i hadn't realized it was daniel pemberton when i was playing it oh i didn't even know to be honest that daniel pemberton was a thing i think daniel at the time he'd he'd worked on peep show and a few probably other things but in the last decade he has come to the absolute fore of both film and gaming in a sense and Nights and Bikes was what like two years ago maybe not even yeah, that was it it was like last that. year maybe and Little Big Planet 1 and 2 which uh, is such a well known and well loved game and he was responsible for that but he was also responsible for this right music pedigree that was one of the things that I didn't quite manage to get into the first half that I wanted to make sure we talked about anyway so thank you for bringing that up um, a few other things so we didn't i didn't quite mention I, I sort of touched on it the scripts that you write come in five different genres drama comedy romance sci-fi and horror you have control over casting so when you, you've written a script you take the script to the casting office you set a director and the actors and so on and all the crew um and once they finish rehearsing that they that actually goes out to the to the sets and they start filming it and when it's finished the film can be released but you as part of that process you get a ranking and the ranking is based on lots and lots of different aspects you also get reviews from press and this is before you've even got the publicity office that is an aspect i don't know about you but that's an aspect that i really enjoyed and that i thought lent itself to the character of the game because you get these quite acerbic comments you get some nice ones positive ones my first film had a review where it was how the reviewer would rather have gouged his or her eyes out with a spoon than watch the film (laughs) which made me chuckle yeah exactly but within the reviews as well it then gives you that feedback for, so for example, it might comment on the quality of the sets. So then you then know that's the thing I need to work on next is to make the sets better. But rather than that being some help text or something that's popping up to inform you or the game directly saying to you, make your sets better. It's got character and it's done within the context of the game universe, because of course that'd be something that will come up in a film review. And so it just fits so well. And then that also extends to actors. You pointed out that you can drag actors into that area of the game. So you can read reviews on the actors and it, it might be something like, oh, that they're good at action films i'd really like to see them in a romance so there you go the next one that comes on is a romance get the, the actor into that and yeah i think everything about this game is designed to put front and center character and personality the game has that in abundance they do it in such naturalized ways so the fact that as you say you've got these reviews that actually have a point to them they're not just window dressing they are actually your feedback system that then lets you progress and get better because they are underpinned by actual mechanics and actual statistics that the game is using Mm. to make its decisions and that is giving back to you so that you can make decisions in response. I think all of that is inspired, to be honest, the presentation of those things. Countless other games at the time and even now would do themselves a favour if they learned how to present the information in more characterful ways. One thing I especially liked as well completely tangential to that was the actual the man sim aspects of it designing the actual film lot so i created a film lot that was everything was branching off this central strip going through i had the in my mind i was envisioning the warner brothers lot from animaniacs for whatever reason you, you can read what you will about what that says about me so i had this, a this through there with things coming out off that centrally off this spine and nothing else beyond that you said you develop film lots where you've got all the script stuff's over on one side and then all the stages or whatever is over on the other side so it creates this cohesion and unifies mm. the areas which i think is a very 
interesting way to do it. But then the fact that you can do that, you've got a customization, I think is fantastic as well. I know that's not unusual for the genre that all man sims do that, but I think it's yeah. done, again, in, in it inspired you to create it in that way. I have to say, I've never, I don't feel like I've ever got the layout uh, of a studio. I've never got the layout right as far as I'm concerned, like there's always things that I'm trying to get better. So my publicity offices, I always put them next to the building where you release your films, because if they're close together, then there's not too much sort of dragging around the map. But at the same time, doing that means that you have to make compromises, putting things Mm. somewhere else that you'd prefer to have closer to say your publicity offices. You won't have noticed this, but the lot is a limited space. And again, purposefully so to try and force you into situations where you have to make decisions. At some point in probably the 40s or 50s, you'll have so many quite big sets that you don't have enough space for all the buildings that you need plus the sets that you want so you have to start deciding well am i going to get rid of this set or that set or maybe i can do without a basic script office from now on because i've got a proficient script office and an expert script office i like the fact it sort of forces you to have to make compromises I think that's part of the filmmaking process, isn't Mm. it? Compromises. That's where development hell lies in the compromises. You open the Star Maker. It's another aspect of the game that I'd never even paid any attention to, but the Star Maker allows you to create your own stars. As the name would imply. And then they'll appear in the game. The amount of options in that was staggering. I found the stars themselves, they were not super realistic, but they were realistic enough to take me back slightly but then there was lots of stuff you could do within it your facial hair you could change the the nose but it was the bridge of the nose the size of the nose the bulbousness of the nose just so much in there Mm. so if that's you know something you're interested in i could see that's really taking over someone's time and being something they they really invested in not for me but someone else might do sure and if you wanted to maybe make remake one of the classics such as robocop you could go into the star maker and create all of your stars from scratch so that they looked as close to the real thing as possible that actually i think the star maker possibly came in with the stunts and effects pack which is the only expansion that the game got i only got one the game as i think i mentioned in the first half was not commercially successful i think that is an absolute crying shame because it has so much to give and does such a good job of so many things and and for it to not have found the audience that it was trying to find is is a travesty what that did was put paid to a number of the plans that lionhead had so what i what i understand is that they had plans to support the game for a long time after release one of the things that they wanted to do was release expansion packs and the expansion packs would introduce new mechanics such as stunts as happened with stunts and effects it was also going to introduce new sets uh, and stages new costuming and and various things like that and because they wanted to do that one of the things that they did was make modding the game quite difficult so it wasn't overly easy to get new stuff, new user-made stuff into the game because Lionhead wanted to take the lead on that and provide it themselves. Because it was commercially unsuccessful, Lionhead then scaled back quite dramatically their plans in terms of support and in terms of introducing new stuff into what they'd made. That meant that the only pack that came out was this stunts and effects pack. What was within that stunts and effects pack? I mean, obviously stunts and effects, but... The stunts and effects pack, even you could play the game for several hours and you wouldn't actually get to the, to the meat of what they entailed because they, they kick in sort of the I think the 50s and 60s probably 
probably more like the 60s and 70s you'll get a, like a little help text that says about oh people are looking at action films and they want stunts and then you'll be able to build a little stunt building where you can hire stunt people when you create a film you can write into the film stunts excellent which then either the lead actor would do themselves and risk life and limb or you would use a stunt person a stunt double to get in and that then added this this situation where the likeness of the stunt double if it matched well to the to the lead role then you got extra points because you, your stunt double was well matched and also how well executed was the stunt how obvious were the strings or the explosions or the pneumatics or whatever all things that you could inc- improve it quality of in the same way that you can improve the quality of the script and the quality of your acting and directing and so on there's a joke in the family guy movie that came out in 2005 as well actually where stewie jumps out of the building and then it cuts to a shot on the outside and it's this guy that looks nothing like Stewie but he's wearing a Stewie costume who then falls down to the ground and then then Stewie then gets up and runs off. And it, it took me years to understand that that was a joke about stuntmen. And- well, semi-related, Hannah and I have been watching, re-watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. We'd never noticed when we watched it as young young'uns that the use of stunt doubles was pretty egregious in uh, throughout from the very beginning to the very end. And it, it's basically like you've got Sarah Michelle Gellar who is of a certain height and certain build and then she'll, she'll do like a showy uh, hair whip and then it'll cut to a, a slightly further out shot and there'll be this very muscular stunt double that stands in for Sarah Michelle Gellar as she gets thrown through a brick wall or something like that Excellent. and it's just so obvious just so obvious but we never picked up on it in the past and it's everywhere now we we know exactly when the, the switch happens if only the director had played the stunts and effects expansion pack with the movies eh precisely yeah do you know what other packs they had planned at all or is that just something no. you found just mentioned that they were playing other things yeah it's all speculative to as far as i am aware because there was quite a sort of loose lip sync ships approach right. to to the fallout i think from this because they didn't really talk about it after it all went south and so there's a bit of speculation involved and so i can't tell you really i don't, I don't know is the short version of that what i can say is that it's just an absolute shame that they didn't leave it leave the systems a bit more open to modding or else open them up to modding later on down the line it, we we talked about when we did doom we talked about how after the commercial release of doom the studio released the source code which has meant that doom one has appeared on absolutely everything it's, it's like a, a person people's hobbies to get it working on calculators and so on but also you've got all these various different iterations of doom which have, have just given it a life for 30 years uh, that just wouldn't have happened if they didn't have access to this source code and if modding for the game wasn't really easy. This game, the movies, would have been the perfect vehicle for that kind of scene really and actually the machinima aspect of it the fact that people were making films with it that had an actual impact on the world i think i genuinely think that if the ability to add things and and breathe new life into the game had been there that this game would be being used now the same the same engine would be being used by machinima enthusiasts to make films right now so yeah it feels a bit like a missed opportunity for both lionhead and the world i imagine lionhead were quite envious of is it ea that published the sims yes so that's that was another machinima success the sims oh, okay. sims 2 a lot of stories were being told through that as well I remember me and my little brother especially got really into The Sims and we had quite a few of the expansion packs for that, but there were so many of them. There must have been getting on for 10, uh, some of them adding genuinely quite good 
extra gameplay elements to the game, some of them barely being more than furniture packs, if I remember rightly. And I imagine that Lionhead were, uh, you know, a bit jealous of that success, which would have come prior to this, have, uh, thinking about it. But, you know, as we're getting out. Yeah, I do. It compares on several levels. I don't know if you remember, but the original Sims, I don't remember if this is the case for The Sims 2, which would have been the direct contemporary to this game. Cause the Sims 2 came out in 2004, just the year before this. But The Sims, for definite, it had a download hub where people could create things and upload them to the internet and then you could download them into your game so the modding for the sims was wide open if you wanted to get new kitchen cupboards or um, new lampshades or new versions of computers then they were very very easily available and and officially supported by the sims and, and ea mm. or and, and maxis uh, we should probably i suppose mention shouldn't we since they were the actual developer yeah it, it was open it was there and that is what i'm talking about with this game i guess they they closed all of the doors uh, and that means that opportunities were missed potentially to end on a less sad note I'm really glad that you enjoyed the game. I hope that people listening, if you think you even have any passing interest in this, that you're able to find yourself a copy because I think it's well worth it. As we as we opened up the second half, saying it's an absolute crying shame that it didn't do better than it did and it deserves a new lease of life. So yeah, get stuck into eBay if you can. I think your point about potentially a sequel, I mean, obviously this is huge speculation on, on our part, but uh, with Two Point Campus on the horizon, if there was ever to be a Two Point Movies, I think that would uh, fit naturally and very successfully. I would I would love to see a Two Point version of the movies. I really would. And I think they're the perfect studio to do it, aren't they? Should we lobby them? Should we start a petition? I'm thinking about email them, yeah. All right, then let's do that. Let's, let's get all the, all the fans behind us with that. If you're interested in that lobbying campaign, maybe you should follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and the other one, Instagram, so that you can keep up to date with how that's progressing. Two Point Hollywood, I would call it. What would you call it? Oh, you forgot on the spot. Two Point Movies, there you go. Yeah, so to make sure Two Point Hollywood or Two Point Movies happens, there will be an, a regular email campaign. Thank you ever so much for listening to us. If you are enjoying the series, if, you, if you're a long-time listener, or new to it please do like share subscribe whatever you are able to do on the various platforms that maybe you're listening to us on please do it it will help us to get to new audiences even better just share us with your friends share us with your family if your nan is into gaming she might like us thank you again for listening and we will see you again next week for another episode bye thank you very much bye bye